All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome to the show rock recording artist Blurred Vision. What is up, fellas? What's going on? Good to be here. Not much, man. So I got Joe Enlow, the vocalist, correct? Correct. And Brandon and Eli Olbetter, brothers, correct? That's correct. All yep. right, cool, man. All right, so before we get into your music, let's update my listeners, or not update, but just apprise them a little bit about you guys. Um, let's start with the two bros. Like, when did you guys get into music? How did that all start? And then also, the segue after that part into how the band got formed. Okay, I'll start. This is Eli. Um, basically, we got started uh, when we were younger. Brandon... He, he actually started playing instruments first, and he got a guitar and started playing it, and, you know, I kind of, he played it for a little while, and I kind of started getting interested in what he was doing and liking what I was hearing, and so I went out and got a drum set and started playing, and we started practicing together and jamming together, and, you know, long story short, we're here today, you know, with our band with Joe and Blurred Vision. So how old were you guys when 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 you when you first picked up guitar and the drum and the drum set? Like you guys in junior high school or high school? Or where were you at? Um, me personally, I was thirteen when I started playing guitar. Okay, what about the drums? Uh, the drums, I I was probably early twenties, twenty like not, uh, about twenty twenty one somewhere around there. I got you. Were you guys still living at home at the time? Yes. And how did the neighbors feel about this? And we got the cops called. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Numerous, numerous times we've had we had a lot of issues with that. So then, um, <laughs> excuse me, um, we had the, my dad actually helped us. We, we were an attic band instead of a garage band. Yeah. Set up in the attic and... So my dad, after numerous calls of the cops, <laughs> started soundproofing the room. And <laughs> I love it, man. Put <laughs> it down to where it was tolerable for the neighbors moving forward. Yeah. I always said, if you ever have a neighbor that you just hate, just like buy their neighbors, the kids, a drum set. Yes. I, I, I can see how that <laughs> That's awesome, man. Now, where are you guys from? What state are you guys from? Oh, so Especially with me, because um, I play loud and hard. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, what state are you? Where are you guys? Where are you from? Where did you guys grow up? I grew up. This is Eli again. Me and Brandon. We both grew up in New Kensington, Pennsylvania, which is uh, about ten miles or so outside of downtown Pittsburgh. Okay, cool. So, what are we talking? Are we talking Steelers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Pirates, that old nine, or what? Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. What are you guys going to do when Big Ben? When Big Ben did he retire, right? Is he gone? Yeah, he's yeah. gone. Yep. Man, he's a great quarterback, so you guys are going to have to look for a future one now, right? We drafted uh, the Pitt quarterback, Heisman runner up. Wow, right out of Pitt, too. That's pretty ironic. Yep. Love it. So we'll see. He does. Hopefully, good things. That'd be great. Absolutely. Okay, Joe. With your turn, brother. Talk, talk, talk to me a little bit about your journey into into being a vocalist and how you guys hooked up together with the band. Okay. Yeah. So I've been doing um, rap 
music since I was about 13 years old. I uh, joined a rap group with a couple of buddies of mine and um, just been doing rap music ever since. I met these guys in high school when they were in another band and um, just became friends with them over music. And um, they actually hired me to help them go on the tour back in 2014. They went down to South by Southwest and played a music festival with their old band. Mm -hmm. And I kind of roadieing for them along the way. And uh, we've just been good friends. And yeah, just last year, um, they decided to uh, get back into the music thing. They had stopped for a little while to have uh, families. They both got married and had kids. And they decided to hop back into the music thing and I was doing some rap thing with some other people and just we decided to link up and start a band. I love it, man. All right, so one other thing that I that I that I read about um, Brandon and Eli, so and then the next topic we'll get into all the music and things like that, but I was intrigued by the fact that you guys have an, have a disorder that's that's taking your eyesight away. Um, and also this foundation you guys are I'm not sure if you're part of it or if you're just helping raise funds for it called Fighting Blindness. Can you guys touch on that a little bit more? Yeah, we, uh, we're not really, uh, you know, partners with them or uh, have any affiliation with them yeah. uh, yet. We're just uh, trying to raise money. and uh -huh. we, We've done uh, research studies with them and um, stuff like that, but we're not, like, business partners with them of any kind we're just trying to raise money to find cures and yeah. stuff like um yeah eli and i have uh, retinitis pigmentosa and um it starts off with uh, night blindness and then over time it takes away your peripheral vision and then all it, then it just takes away everything so hmm. unless it, the cure uh by the time you know, Eli and I are old. We're going to be completely blind. So, hmm. so what? Is, so first, let me. I got two questions on that. Is it hereditary? Is it something that runs in a family? Because it's it's the fact that you guys both have it is has me curious. Yes, yes it is hereditary. Not only uh, do Brandon and I have it, it, it's hereditary in my family to where there are, are other family members in our family that do have it. Mm -hmm. It is genetic, so, um, yeah. What about the, um, how fast does it progress? Like, where's your eyesight now, and, and, and what's the prognosis as far as before you do become totally blind? Um, the, the prognosis is different with everybody. The disease affects um, everybody differently. Uh, you know, so, sometimes it goes quicker than others. Uh, I started really starting to have effects of the disease and starting to lose more of my sight when I was about, you know, 19, 20, 21, in that range. And then by the age of 26, I went to legally blind and couldn't work and couldn't do too much or you know like uh, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. um and and we, oh sorry go and then uh right now as of my eyesight right now i can only see light and dark oh so okay if wow if light i can see light if there's no light it's dark so no objects no no people's faces no no none of that it's just light and dark interesting and then me personally uh i started losing my sight when i was nine mm -hmm. and then 
it progressively got worse and worse and worse to where I'm basically in the same boat as Eli. It's light and dark. Wow. What is, um, as far as the studies go, has there been has there been any progress towards maybe figuring this out and getting getting it to reverse? There are there there are actually inhuman studies right now for a couple different things. I was actually on on um, in actually participating or was actually going to participate into a human study, but uh, I had to. Uh, back out on that for for right now because we my my wife and I just had a baby and mm-hmm. that was one of the protocols you know like uh, to watch out for was uh, having wanting to get pregnant and have kids so I put that on hold but they are currently in human studies of not cures but treatments um, that's that's about as far as we got so far is trying to find treatments for it. Uh, we're hoping that with obviously more time and more money and more research, obviously there could be a cure one day. So that's why when what we're doing now is trying to do our part, raise money, raise awareness, and help other individuals to you know that suffer from the same thing we do not even the same eye disease but blindness in general mm-hmm. you know coming up with a cure for that because we, we know how difficult it is what's the challenge when you guys are playing on stage um, do you try to stay stationary as much as you can or how, how much does it impact your movements uh, yeah um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny now but um, yeah, I got a little bit, a, a, a little too rambunctious one time when I fell off the stage. Oh, yeah, so I, you, I was worried about it. It was, it was funny <laughs> then, though. Don't let me know. Yeah. <laughs> he kept playing, which was impressive, yeah. from, from his back on the ground. But. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Vince Neal's vision's perfectly fine, and he even falls off the stage. <laughs> but, yeah, so I had... Obviously, Eli playing the drums, he he's in one spot anyway. But. Right. Now I'm guessing. I'm guessing as far as playing guitar, because I play guitar also, and I don't even have to look at the neck. So I'm, I'm guessing it doesn't really phase you at all as far as playing. No, no. I I just go up and feel. Right. Yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, my eyes are not as good as they used to be, only because I'm getting older. But I don't even look at the neck when I play. I, I don't have to. So that that's good. You know. And what about? Yeah, I, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. I, I was gonna say I tend to look down a lot, but it's not looking at the guitar. It's just I don't know. I I, I look down. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Some people might think I'm I'm looking at the guitar, but no. <laughs> now, do you still play? You know, because like Jeff Healy, he plays that, with that style where he lays the guitar on his lap. Do you still play your guitar with the standard positioning? Yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, I, I like it down um, down by my belly. I, I don't like it uh, way up by my neck. Right. Gotcha. All right. So let's uh, let's get into the music part of this interview. Uh, first of all, I listened to your song. You know, you know what? I had a little bit of um, who it reminded me of a little bit. Who's that? <laughs> And not a lot, but this one that just when um, when Joe kicks in with the rap part of it, I, I, I flash back to a little bit of the Beastie Boys. Yeah, yeah we'll take that. I'll, I'm a big Beastie Boys fan. I mean, that's a, yeah, bro, that's a I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan. 
Um, but I, I hear, I heard the BC Boys, but you know the BC Boys had a little bit of, um, even though they're really really talented, they're really good. But when you listen to a BC Boys song, you kind of like it's almost like a little bit of a cousin to a comedy almost, and that's the only thing that was different. You guys were was a little, a lot more serious with the song. But I heard when I heard the rap and the guitars behind it, I was like, ooh, little BC Boyish right there, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that. That's a great compliment. We those guys are, you know, they kind of paved the way for this kind of rap rock thing that we're doing. Right, right. And so let's talk about the song "Torture." That's the one I, that I heard. Um, tell, tell the listeners out there a little bit about the song and the uh, and the backstory behind it. Yeah, so the song is um, all about mental health and depression and suicidal thoughts. That's kind of the uh, behind the title. Torture is the torture of our mind. Um, obviously, uh, this is where me and these guys really connect a lot. Um, obviously, they struggle with uh, mental health issues, dealing with their disability and everything. And I have a history of mental health issues in my family, so it's a it's a real uh, hmm. important call for us. Um, we just wanted to sh shine light with our when we put our emotion and soul into the song. We feel like, and we just wanted to bring that emotion to this whole project really and that's kind of where the song is formulated from just that um we want to put these kind of thoughts and more aggressive angry therapeutic music out there for us but also to put these kind of thoughts out there that um you know it's okay to to not feel okay it's okay to ask for help mm -hmm. you know we want to, to get help that's the main message behind the song good message too who who is is there multiple songwriters to the, to the band like as far as lyrically and musically is there different assignments how do you guys break the assignments down uh yeah uh this is eli uh we me and brandon pretty much handle all the music i i play the drums he plays the guitar and bass so he, he does both both of those and me and him create all the music and pretty much for the most part we let joe have free range of whatever he wants to write about have uh, whatever lyrics he wants to write you know sometimes brandon and i will have you know an idea of what we would want to do for a song or have like a concept or something and you know he'll see what he could do but for the most part we're kind of me and brandon's on the music and he's pretty much the writer so it, it kind of works out because Brandon and I love making music, and Joe loves rapping and writing lyrics, so it's the best yeah. of everything. That's great. So you, so, so, okay, so, so, Joe and, and, so, so Joe lays, so Joe lays down the, 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 um, the lyrics, he, Joe, do you write the lyrics? Yes, I write, yeah, I write all the lyrics, um. Yeah, they pretty much come up with the beat. We kind of handle it almost like a rapper. They kind of come up with the beat and the music uh -huh. they send me, and I'll either put a chorus to it or a verse to it, and then we'll kind of just form the song from there. They'll, they'll come up with another beat to go off of that that will switch into either a chorus or a bridge or a verse, and just kind of write the song that way. Because uh, they live a, a decent bit away from me, and obviously they don't drive, so getting together sometimes is hard. So we send a lot of clips back and forth to each other of bass lines and, and drum lines and just kind of formulate the song like that. But they do the music, I do the lyrics, we have little notes for each other on you know the topics they want to hear me rap about, and I'll have little notes on 
stuff that I want to hear done in the music on transitions and stuff like that. But that's pretty much how we work it. I like that. Very interesting. Now, is there a video for the song, Torture? Yes, yeah, you can go to YouTube at Blurred Vision 21, and yeah, we have a, we have a very, um, we try to really um, grasp the visual side of mental health. We put a visual depiction on, on kind of the darker voices in your head, the, the, the not-so-great thoughts that we have, the depression, the suicidal thoughts. We try and bring that really visual of everyday life and just kind of dealing with that and how it could seem like things are fine on the surface to most people, but really you're carrying this weight with you. Yeah. You know what's really cool? It's like you guys have no problem with being transparent about coping with mental health and depression. Um, I'm guessing you guys use music as an antidepressant as well. It's almost like therapy for you guys. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, music, writing lyrics has always been my way of saying everything that I, I can't necessarily say in real life and to other people in real life, it, it allows me to, you know, express myself freely. And I'm with them. They love, you know, obviously getting out their aggression and everything else. We play uh, pretty hard most of the time. So, yeah, man, you know, there was a guy and God for, forgive me. I forgot his name. Cause I, I, I interviewed literally thousands of people, but I remember interviewing a guy about five or six years ago. And he was like, the he he planned it all out. He was going to take his own life. He decided he's going to do it. And the day came where he put on his little mental calendar where he was going to kill himself, right? And he was in his yeah. room. And he, and he told me this on the podcast. I'd, I'd have to go back years to find it. But he told me in the podcast that, that the day he was going to do it, he was sitting on the floor in his bedroom and he happened to look up into his closet, and, he, and normally he keeps his closet door closed, but for some reason he left it open. And he looked in there, and he saw his bass guitar sitting in the corner. So he got up, and he started playing his bass, and he started playing his bass guitar for, I don't know, it's like 20 minutes or something. And he said that single moment of playing music turned him around, and he decided not to kill himself. Just just from that one little moment of picking up his guitar. And, it's like the, and I'm sharing that because it's like the power of music. It's universal. Every culture on the earth for thousands of years has had music. And it, and it's so powerful, man. It's like when you play at live gigs, like it's a two-way medicine. You have this you have the band or the artist on the stage and they're singing their music and so like thousands of people and they're looking at these people and and these and the fans are singing their lyrics and singing their song. So they're so the so the band they get their therapy watching so many people enjoy their music, and then the fans. And, and you, when you're talking about a group of fans and even a even a group of, of of musicians, everybody has problems in life. You know, everybody has different challenges and stresses and obstacles and things like that. But when there's two way medicine like that, it's a beautiful thing. You got these fans and the thousands of them, and they're looking and they're singing. And it's just the music is the medicine, and that's. And I know I went off on a little bit of a, of, a, of a rant there, but to me, music is so important. It's a two-way yeah, medicine. I couldn't agree more. Uh, musically, has personally uh, changed my life and brought me out of a lot of dark times. Nice. And that's the that's the one answer that I have every time someone asks us. You know, where do you want this? Where do you see yourself in a few years? What do you want this music to do? Like, and to, to make money and success and everything is great but i just really hope that our music touches people and can help them through mm. dark times 
music has helped us through dark times. That's the most important thing. Well, I know a thousand percent it will. I mean, because because the key is when you're writing music, if you write if you write words and lyrics that people can relate to, you're gonna you're definitely you're definitely gonna help somebody a hundred percent. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, it doesn't even have to be like Yelp message is definitely to help people with, with coping with mental health, me mental illness, and things like that. But even other genres touch people differently. But if you can write songs that people can relate to, and believe me, a lot of people in this country have mental illness way more than, than anybody wants to think. But that's the key. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things that yeah, you, like you said, nobody wants to think because nobody wants to talk about it. Especially you know, we know men deal with that uh, a little bit even more so that you know they're yeah. afraid to come out and admit that they have emotional difficulties or problems because yep. we're these big tough guys but <laughs> you know it's important to get that message out there that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to, to feel upset and you got to work on it you know it's an everyday thing you got to you got to try and get better you got to ask for help yeah you know because you're affecting yourself either you know you affect the, the people around you your loved ones yeah it's true you make a great point i mean if you're a male out there a dude um and you got mental health problems just just put your ego in the closet man don't even worry about it i mean move your ego out of the way because so many dudes out there are dealing with it too it's not just a female thing for sure yeah well and brandon and i we've dealt with this you know our whole lives you know with you know like imagine being 10 years old, 11 years old, yeah. and your parents having to talk to you, you know, and realizing someday you're going to lose your eyesight, yeah. you know, and going through all that process and, and losing friends because they judged you for who, you know, because you couldn't see and, you, you know, we've, we've been through it all. So that depression, that those dark thoughts have been with us, you know, for, for a very, very long time. Yeah. And, about raising awareness to be able to find a, a way to cope with it like finding an outlet that's like what we talked about before our outlet is music you know yeah. what i mean it, it's that therapy and that that it makes us feel good when we play we get everything out in the music to where when we're done you know we forget why we were what we were even upset about you know yeah, what yeah. i mean so it, it's it's also finding you know asking for help yes but also you know being able to uh, find an outlet, find something that you're passionate about that you can, once you get upset or you get into one of those moods, you can go to and it, it gets you out of it. Yeah. You know, honestly, as you were talking, my, my brain was spinning on this. It's, it's a couple things here. Like, first and foremost, like, I don't know which one I would rather have if I was in y'all's shoes. I'm not sure if I'd rather just be born blind and never just never happen to anything to compare it to, or being born with eyesight and then losing it. I, I, that's a tough that's a tough one for me to process. And I, and I and I move on to the next point. You guys are providing inspiration for anybody who's who's certainly followed the same footsteps where they had eyesight and then lost it. So you provide inspiration, like you guys didn't let it stop you. You're still out there jamming on stages, even though you fall off one once in a while. You know, you guys are up there jamming. You know, so that's got to provide some inspiration for a lot of people too that are having eyesight problems. That's that's honestly, we're also like obviously we just talked about the mental health and stuff, but it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, with being Brandon, the mental health goes with us being blind, and we're trying to raise awareness for blindness. 
um, anybody that has a disability, you know what I mean? It doesn't just stop with blindness. It could yeah. be anybody deaf or, or, you know, have any other issues. Like, we're, we're trying to inspire people to, if you want to do something, anything is possible. You know, if you have the right mindset, the right attitude, you're positive, you work hard, and you want to do something, the mind is a very powerful thing. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing I learned from my dad, he always used to say, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So if, if you really want something and you work hard at it, anything is possible and nothing can stand in your way, no matter no matter what your obstacle is. Yeah, so well said. So, Joe, i got a question for you now. Um, is there a challenge for you? Because I know when bands play live on stage, to, to end a song, there's cues, there's body language that the bands all look at one another to stop a song, you know, you know what I'm saying? How you had the crescendo, and then, and then you know, you can see when the singer kind of like nods, or there's some kind of signal that the band give each other to, to when the song's over with. Do you do you have any challenges? How do you guys know when to all stop when the song's supposed to stop? Live, um, I'm talking about live performing. On the live performance, well, we haven't done too many yet, that yet. That's we're we're waiting on booking our first show. Ah, we've okay, been okay. Together for well, a year. Well, what about uh, when? What about when the time comes when you get on the stage together and play live? Preparation. That's our biggest. Uh, I mean, we we practice a lot individually, and then we get together and practice for eight, ten hours. So we we try to have more verbal cues, obviously, to yeah. go into next songs and stuff like that. Even when we're just practicing. And or, just, or not to cut you off, Joe, or we'll have, like, we'll have it, t like, mapped out. Like, say, like, we'll, we'll know that when this song ends, we'll go straight into the next one. Or, you know, like, we'll, we'll there's always ways to kind of figure out, you know, when we're, because back when we were in the band before when we were touring and playing shows, we never had cues, you know, because we couldn't see back then either. Mm -hmm. So it's always, like, finding, like, We'd have our set list all down pat. We, we'd practice it over and over and over again. You know, we knew what was going to happen before it even happened. We knew, like, okay, after this song, I'm going straight into my drum solo, or we're going straight into this song, you know, or we're going here, going there. So everything was always mapped out. And like Joe said, preparation is the, the biggest thing. Yeah, cool, man. All right, so there's... So there's six tracks. Is this, is this an EP at this point? Are you going to do an album drop, or where, where are we at with that? So this is uh, an EP. This is our second EP. Actually, we released four songs uh, earlier this year. Um, and then this is our second EP, six songs in six months. We're releasing them on the sixth of every month. Um, it's our, got our song, Torture, obviously, is the first single. Our next music video single is Tethered Noose, coming out on August 6th. Um, we have another single coming out July 6th here in a couple of weeks called Hate Me, but there's just a lyric video to that. And then we finished the project with the final song, which is called 666, and it's uh, six minutes and 66 seconds long. Very <laughs> interesting. Behind the My Guardian Demon. And it's, uh, it's really about the demons and, and the devil in our heads, our, our, our emotions. Yeah. Shoulder, not really. Um, you know, there's not really a satanic message behind yeah, it. You know, you know who had the same Thanks. challenge as Iron Maiden with the number of the Beast song. Have you guys heard that? Yes. 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 <laughs> Bruce Dickinson, the singer, had to, he had to explain that his whole career that it's not a devil song per se. That's not a. It's there's other there's other meanings behind the song than than the Antichrist. 
Yeah. Yes. Our, our music has really no, we're not very political or religious in anything about our music. It's more, like we said earlier, a personal release for mm -hmm. us about our emotions and feelings. And we, and so it gets lost a little bit in some of the artwork and some of our um, extraordinary uh, titles. So. <laughs> You know, it's funny when I was researching you guys and I was like creating this, the, the questions. When I was reading, uh, my, one of my questions was going to be like, "What's the what's the meaning behind the band's name?" But then I got to the paragraph where you guys are losing your sight. I was like, "I never scratched that one off the list." <laughs> but you know that information. <laughs> that was a pretty important paragraph that I read right there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it all goes together. Yeah. Um, all right, so. Uh, you touched on this a little bit, but I do want to talk about goals for the rest of the year since we're already halfway through 22. Um, and we touched a little bit about what you guys want to do as far as dropping different music, but do you guys want to get out there and start playing live gigs in 23? What, what's some of the goals? Yeah, so some of the goals that we have, we are going to get out playing shows soon. We've kind of been working on music and put, getting this whole project together. And like I said, we, our last project together. And Eli just had a baby. And his his wife in particular is a big support system for us. She nice. gives us a lot of rides. And, and she's kind of the backbone of the band as far as helping us book shows, book anything, nice. make and everything she's a real support system for us so it's been uh we've been you know struggling along with her being pregnant and everything else right now so we're gonna start booking some shows um we do we're, we're gonna get right back into the studio also we're gonna be working on um an album after this ep comes out so we don't want to spend a lot of time without putting out new music we want to keep giving fans music and we also have uh some events coming up here in October. I'll let Brandon explain to you about that. Go ahead, Brandon, jump on that. Let's talk about the events real quick. Yeah, we have a uh, the 15th annual uh, Vision Walk at Heinz Field um, coming up on October 29th. And um, currently we're trying to uh, sell T-shirts and keychains. They're uh, $30. Um, half the proceeds go to uh, the Charity Foundation Fighting Blindness. And uh, we're trying to sell that on our uh, Shopify at Blurred Vision 21, Vision with a Z. And um, we're just trying to raise as much money as we possibly can uh, for the charity and uh, trying to get as many people as we possibly can to come out and walk with us. Yeah, definitely come out and join us. That sounds like a great cause. It is a great cause. Um, and I'll be sure to mention that when we when we put this podcast up, we'll leave that in there. And is there a link? Did you guys send a link for any of that stuff? Um, I don't know if we. It's. I think it is in our um, EPK, but we can send you the link. Also, let me look here real quick. Why I got? Let me look here real quick. Okay, the links that I got, I got Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, TikTok, and SoundCloud. Is, do you guys talk about or have links to any of those um, to the fundraise? Thanks to our, uh, we'll send you the link to the Shopify and the and the Vision Walk for sure. That's cool. So just the, when we when we wrap up this interview, just text it to me, and then I'll add it to I'll, I'll add it to the uh, article part of the podcast. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. No, no problem. All right, so I got one final question before we talk about social media, where they can follow you, everyone can follow you. 
Um, this question is for all three of you. So one, one answer, one person at a time. Okay. You ready for this one? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question, and it's going to be two options. You have to pick one of the two options. Okay, you can't you you can't you can't, you can't be like a politician and like try to spin out of this. It's one or the other. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go with. All right, let's see who I want to do. I want to go with Joe first, the singer. Okay. All right, Joe. What do you perform prefer more? What do you prefer more? Which do you think you would enjoy more? Okay, here's your two options. Do you think you prefer more creating a song or performing a song once it's created? I personally, I prefer creating um, all the way over everything, really, over performing, over doing uh, interviews or anything. <laughs> Creating, um, not even just I love writing, not even just the music, but uh, we I edit and put together all of our music videos. Danielle, Eli's wife, helps shoot them, but a lot of our artwork I, I create on you know different apps and stuff like that. So I love the creating process personally. That's my escape from everything. So gotcha. it's hands down creating. I, I love performing, but I, you know, going out to bars every night and living that I've done that a lot. And, you know, it's, I'm not a party kind of guy, so I, I prefer the creating process. Gotcha. Okay. Brandon, what about you? That is a tough one because, uh, like you said earlier, when people are singing your song, there's nothing like it. Yep. But they just grab your guitar or grab your bass and, and, uh, create a song. I personally don't think there's anything better than that. So I'm going to go with the creating process, too, because when me and Eli get together and we just jam out, we get lost. We could sit there and play for three hours straight with no stopping, no nothing, mm. riffing right after one another, and there's nothing like it. All right, Eli? Um, I'm going to be different. And <laughs> excuse me, um, it's much. Well, I, I, I love creating music. Obviously, that's that that is, you know, the number one thing. But I'm gonna go the other way and say, create uh, playing the show uh, because of what you said earlier too. There's nothing like being on stage and people, you know, cheering for you and and cheering after you play your song or you know, screaming encore after you're done and they know you're done and, you know, they want another song because they're just enjoying themselves so much. Um, it, it gives me great pleasure, you know, playing shows and being able to have people come out and, and be happy and, and excited and enjoying themselves because that's their place to get away from their lives for a while. You know, they, they're coming out to mm -hmm. a show to see you, to forget about their problems, forget about what they're doing, and they're, they're looking to have a good time. And providing that good time, that, that, that's an, an awesome feeling, very mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome, man. I, I like to ask that question because there really is no right or, right, right or wrong answer. It's, but no. it, but, it, but it's, it's a fun one because you get you just dig a little bit deeper into each person and then to see what they're all about as far as creativity and performing so i love to ask that question all right all right well, this is, go ahead go ahead finish your thought i just said it's a good question cool yeah i enjoy that one too 
All right, fellas. Man, this is fun. You guys are really intriguing and talented, too, by the way. I really like the song. Um, yeah, man. I definitely wish you guys all the best. And I want you to come back 100%. Come back to the show. I want you guys some new stuff to talk about. Um, and before I let you go, either either one of y'all can, can wrap this up by telling everybody out there where they can follow you on social media, where they can get your music, if you have a website, uh, whichever one of you guys want to take that one go for it all right yeah so you can find us pretty much everywhere at blurred vision 21 vision spelled with a z we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok as far as social media is concerned please feel free to hit us up and chat with us we love interacting with the fans um you can find us on youtube spotify apple music you know, Pandora, Amazon Music, all of those streaming places, again, at Blurred Vision 21. And you can, if you want to help support the cause, which we, we that's what we really want to help, is get as much money raised for this Vision Walk coming up October 29th as we can, please go to our Shopify at Blurred Vision 21. Like Brandon said earlier, you could buy a package deal of a T-shirt and a keychain for 30 bucks, or you could just buy the keychain for $10.00. And 50% of all the proceeds will be going to the Foundation Fighting Blindness. We're going to be donating it at the Vision Walk. Please come out and support. And, um, yeah, Blurred Vision 21, find us wherever you can. Make sure you, it's a Z, though. It's vision with a Z. That's all you need to remember. Yeah. 